Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut! Hut! Hike! This is the Game Managers Podcast. The Internet's one and only sports podcast. Breaking down college football's biggest games, latest news, and greatest moments. Are you ready? Because it starts right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another news-packed episode of the Game Managers Podcast. I'm Nick Norris, and I'm here, as always, with my good friend, Auburn fan, Justin Knight. Hello. Uh, Justin, this wasn't a great week for Auburn fans, was it? Had to watch... Uh, well, I say that. It's pretty I good mean, for basketball, uh, but for yeah. college football-wise, you had to watch two teams that uh, probably don't care too much about. No, like I've said before, I wish there was a way both of them could lose, but um, it's not possible. And now <laughs> they're both uh, back in the playoff, and it's like a repeat of 2017. <laughs> At least, but 2017 was worse just because we had beat both both of them during right. the regular season, yeah. and then watch them play for the national championship. So this year um, you get to lose to both of them before getting to watch them in the national. Yeah, championship. and really should have beat so Alabama is that too. That I don't know. I would say uh, it's better, yes. Okay, good. Well, I'm um, glad you have that. Yeah, but uh, I really, I'll be pulling for. Uh, I know, I, you know, I'm not supposed to be biased or anything, but I'm gonna be very biased. I'll be pulling for Cincinnati and uh, Michigan in Fair the bowl games. So fair enough. You got to pull for, pull for somebody, don't you? That's right. Yeah. Well, we're gonna talk all about the SEC championship, the bowl games coming up, where Auburn will be headed, not too far down the road. It turns out. Hey, um, yeah. Woo! Uh, get your Birmingham Bowl gear, guys. <laughs> but first, let's go over some of these uh, this huge coaching carousel that happened this week. We've got we've got so much news, Justin. We got to burn through this pretty so quickly. So much, yeah. But we'll uh, we'll get through it very quickly here. So uh, let's start with uh, Brian Kelly being hired by LSU. This feels like old news at this point, but it happened after we recorded our last episode. Uh, do you think that was a good hire? Um, it's like right in the middle because I've never been like a huge Brian Kelly fan just because he's been at Notre Dame for so long. It hasn't really, I mean, he's had winning seasons there, but I would really hope you would with the opponents you have each year and not being in a conference. So, uh, I don't know. He's, he's like a middle of the road guy and LSU doesn't really need a middle of the road guy. Um, I mean, that's why Ed O was cool. He had personality or Les Miles had personality. Well, Ryan Kelly is about as dull as a plain piece of toast. I mean, well, I, I think it's he's a good football coach, maybe a you know probably a really good football coach, but I think it's a weird fit for LSU. He's not. Yeah, it does. It doesn't and, make sense. He he doesn't fit into the personality there. And like he doesn't have to get in there, and, and they don't need necessarily a, a a raging Cajun guy. Like they can just have you can have just any. Nick Saban's not you know, a, a Southern guy. But I feel like there is a very distinct culture at LSU, and maybe he doesn't really... Yeah, and you can already tell. Relating. You can already tell with his little um, basketball show up that he, when, you know, he's talking to the crowd and everything, he was already trying to get the accent changed there to <laughs> a nice little Southern accent and just sounded a little weird. So but, for um, anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, they introduced him at a basketball game, and he had a very noticeably fake southern accent he was born yeah. in massachusetts so he's not yeah. he's not so southern he's not by gonna, any means no. yeah uh it was weird it didn't sound natural at all it felt well, like and, uh it felt like sandra bullock in the blind side <laughs> yeah. <it> felt like. <laughs> it was like uh yeah and you see there's politicians that will do it too there's people who will change their accent just to kind of win over a crowd or something so yeah i don't i don't really expect but I don't here's the thing: him to win a championship. So that was a weird thing to do because something people don't care about that. Like I, I, I don't no, care I don't if care. the person sounds southern. What they're gonna yeah. be like? Oh, get this Yankee out of here! They don't. They just want to win football games. They don't care about that. But I don't know. Yeah. Uh, moving on though to replace Brian Kelly at Notre Dame, they have promoted defensive coordinator Marcus Freeman. Um, I don't know a lot about Marcus Freeman, but. He's getting uh obviously the players were very excited if you saw the video yeah and they retained their entire staff so nice. yeah might as well Good. just promote somebody if you can keep your entire staff 
Yeah, sure. Uh, cool. Um, yeah, he had been a head coach anywhere, so to say, I mean, he was a DC at Cincinnati last season. Um, I don't know. I don't know how long he had been there, but um, I mean, that's a pretty big jump from you're you've just been a DC and now you're the head coach of Notre Dame, which of course is an all you know a very high up program that expects to oh, be yeah. ten plus wins every single season. Um, so yeah, he's one of those. Like I, I guess I would feel more comfortable. I'd be more comfortable with Brian Kelly to do better at LSU, just because I don't know anything about him yet. But yeah, it looks like I mean he's a great defensive-minded coach, so I I think he can do a good job. He Here's shouldn't have thing. any problems if they don't. I, you know, as long as they have out of a conference. Yeah, no, I agree. I think if they hadn't retained that staff, that this wouldn't be a good hire. But because yeah, everybody's yeah. back, yeah, just keep it rolling. I mean, you minus one guy. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's that's not really that. Well, and yeah. I mean, they have a top ten recruiting class too. Yeah, the exactly. last time I checked, so they're going to have the talent. They, I mean, they have the talent every single every single season. Um, the only problem is they just don't play anybody throughout the year. They just they're not tested, and you can see that whenever they do make the playoffs. Um, I just wish they'd join a conference at some point. I mean, join. You you would think they need to join the Big Ten because they'd get the most out of their money right there. I mean, that's. Talent, that's good talent every single year that at least prepare you. You know, if you were someone to make the playoff, you'd be better prepared, better prepared than you are now. I think if they join anywhere, that'll probably be the ACC just because they're so well affiliated with them. But yeah. that would make the ACC pretty stronger, pretty you know. Well, a lot stronger yeah, too, I so. mean, and you could have once Clemson. I think Clemson will be back next season. But you know, Clemson being the one division, Notre Dame in the other. I mean. If you could have that every single, you know, just about every single season, I know it'd get old, but I mean that's a good matchup you can see every season. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, let's move on to Oklahoma. Now this is not confirmed, but it seems like Brent Venables from Clemson, their defense coordinator, is going to be named the head coach. He has supposedly already said goodbye to the players at Clemson, and it's just a matter of time. It may be announced while we're actually recording this. I'll keep checking to see. Yeah. But um, there was talk last night that maybe it's going to be Dan Lanning, the uh, defensive coordinator at Georgia. Uh, there was a lot of pushback against that, and I think they, I think that might have been was was about to happen. I think they might have really been about to hire Dan Lanning, saw the pushback, and just threw more money at Brent Venables. Yeah, I don't know that. That's total speculation. Well, I mean, the hire of the Georgia DC, uh, he hasn't been a head coach anywhere, correct? Not that I'm aware of. I mean, and he was, I didn't know who the heck they were talking about when I saw that rumor pop up, um, so that didn't really make any sense. But, uh, oh yeah, if Brett Venables goes through, I mean, obviously that's going to be a great hire. Now, of course, he hasn't been a head coach anywhere. He's been a, you know, coordinator. Right, for 10 years. Career, right? At Clemson, uh, I, I don't know if he, if he, was he a head coach anywhere before that? No, I don't believe so. Yeah. I think he's only been so, a coordinator. I mean, and it's another risky hire, but. I think he could do a good job there. The only issue is you're moving into the SEC. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be tough either way. I mean, I think he's got the correct mindset and the coaching ability to, you know, have a great program there, especially on defense-wise because Oklahoma oh, yeah. hadn't had a good defense in a, you know, a long time or ever. It'll so, be interesting to see who he hires as an offensive coordinator because he's going to need yeah. an offensive-minded guy. You know, if I'm him, you know, I know we'll get into it later. But, you know, Joe Brady's another name that's flying around. If he can yeah. somehow get a name like that, and you know, it's pretty well, big. Let's, let's talk about that really quick. So today, this this morning, the Carolina Panthers fired Joe Brady. Uh, hasn't been there long. This He was there basically a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. So there's gonna, he's going to – a lot of a lot of new head coaches are going to be trying to get him. I'm sure yeah. Brian Kelly has probably already called him. Uh, oh, yeah. And, uh, Florida, I'm sure, is calling him. Uh, Oklahoma may be here soon. USC possibly even I don't uh, know if they've yeah, hired yeah. anybody yet so um, this is going to be a guy that's going to he's going to have a selection he's going to get to pick where um, he wants to be yeah so. I, I was when you sent me that I was shocked just because I mean the, the Panthers they've been weak you know ever since once Cam started getting hurt ever ever since that season they went to the Super Bowl they weren't the same um, and I, I don't know how much blame you put it on him I mean they've been through so many quarter they've been through three quarterbacks this season and like four or five the past two or three seasons so you know 
I think it was kind of strange that they already fired him. But, yeah, if I'm any college team, I'm going to be trying to pick him up. I don't know if he'd want to go back to the college as an OC. That's kind of like a demoralizing move. As I mean, you made an NFL. And there are people talking about he's going to be a head coach at some point in the NFL. Yeah, so, soon. They were talking about replacing Urban yeah. Meyer, possibly. So, so um, turnaround. I don't know. Maybe it could be good to go to a college as OC and be there for a few seasons and then make another jump into the NFL. Um, but, yeah, if, whew, if I'm Auburn, I'm, I'm going all in. Throw a oh, lot yeah. of money at the dude. Because uh, we need a talented OC. Well, uh, Miami also possibly has found their head coach, Mario Cristobal, at Oregon. Uh, has been told he has until Monday to decide oh. if he wants the job at Miami. Now, uh, they still have uh, Manny Diaz on the payroll. They have not fired him, <laughs> so this is very disrespectful. He's recruiting right now at yeah. Recruit's house. So this is... There's no AD there, so this is just all boosters. So they probably aren't caring too much about formalities. But nah, um, yeah. it seems there are some reports saying that he just accepted it. I don't want to report that yet because it's not trusted sources yet. But it seems like they're probably about to agree to a deal where Cristobal will be the next coach at Miami. And this comes after Lane Kiffin has agreed to an extension with Ole Miss. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, Cristobal's interesting. Um, you know, you got a you got a great program in Oregon where you're getting there's, there's so much money going to that program, especially. I mean, you've got Nike, uh, big Nike facilities over there that are sponsoring that are connected to the program. So, and they're going to have good recruits each year. Um, and it's the Pac-12. You have a chance each each season to compete and win the conference. Um, and then Miami, I know they're putting more mo more money into the program but i'm still not sold on that's the place you want to be i know there's there's going to be great recruits in, in the state of florida and then you got georgia to compete with but I, I don't know um if i'm him i would just stay at oregon but i mean i think it's a good hire uh but i mean what has he done at oregon though to say that he's going to do a great job at miami you know what i mean yeah i mean i think he's had some success there but yeah i mean he hasn't won a national championship but that's not, I guess that's probably not necessarily what Miami's looking for either. They just no. need to start competing for the ACC again. Yeah, they want to win a conference championship because they haven't done that since who knows when. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I mean, he's done fine in Oregon. I mean, it's not anything special by any means. But, um, yeah, I, we'll see how that if that's true, how that turns out, and if he can recruit well. Because you're going to have to recruit well because um, you're still going to have to compete with Florida and then it's going to be about impossible to get any recruits, you know, from Georgia just because of how Georgia's been recruiting there. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. Well, really quickly, let's let's discuss Kiffin's new contract. So this will keep him in Oxford through 2025, make him about 7.5 million annually. I think when you do extensions, this is how it should be. It's not a huge yeah. time jump through 2025. Like that's that's four more years. Yeah. Uh, Instead of throwing ten years at the guy and then something going, you know, hmm. wrong, I think yeah. this was a smart move uh, to keep him in or you know in Oxford and also keeping that buyout as relatively low as he probably would agree to have it. So, uh, oh yeah, I think that was a good and call. a and a smart move on his part too. I think he can. Uh, I mean, he's already showing what he can build at Ole Miss, so I think he has a good chance of building a good program year in and year out at Ole Miss. Well, we talked a little bit about Lincoln Riley last week accepting the job at uh, at USC, leaving Oklahoma. Um, and earlier this week, it seems like he has already uh, possibly broken some NCAA rules amid the transition. Um, some, uh, I believe, I can't remember if it was just one uh, high school athlete or a couple, but they posted pictures of some Oklahoma uh, recruiters <laughs> recruiting for USC at their house. They are not hired by USC. They are hired by Oklahoma. And the Oklahoma Compliance Twitter uh, actually tweeted about this, put the eyes emoji and the 100 emoji, and you can bet that Oklahoma is going to turn this in because why wouldn't they? He's gutting their program. So, uh, oh, yeah. We'll see. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this over the next few months. I don't think they will get a serious uh, punishment, but it would be funny if they got a recruiting ban <laughs> slapped on them year one yeah i don't i don't see anything coming from it but uh yeah it's just you know 
stupid things like that. And like, I mean, it's it's so simple. You would think, oh, d- don't do something so stupid like that. I wait mean, a week. Just wait, <laughs> wait <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah. That easy. Yeah. Um, so I don't think anything will come of it. But it's just it's things like that though to just make you question why some of these coaches and recruiters do this. I, it, it blows my mind. It doesn't make any sense, especially now with access to. Uh, all kind of media sources and news. I mean, you're going to get caught. There's yeah. no way around it. Most of the time, you're going to get caught. So, well, Justin, we can take a deep breath because we are finally out of the weird head coaching news for this week. Hey, <laughs> we do have a couple more things though. Uh, so, uh, Bo Nix is either transferring or he isn't. <laughs> no. So he said, here, the, I was before you go on. Just thinking about this, it, I mean, it makes zero sense for him to transfer because when you really think about it. What's the point? You've been at Auburn already for three seasons. You're going into your last year. Where, where else are you going to go for a season to play? Well, they asked ah. him on the podcast the next round if he would consider transferring. He said, basically, this is this isn't a direct quote, but he basically said, yeah, you know, maybe. Who knows what's going to happen next year? I'm looking at all my options. Yeah. Uh, but ah. later the week, he told E2C Auburn Podcast Network that he's not really considering that anymore. So I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he does. I think he probably sat down and realized, oh, well, where am I going to go? <laughs> yeah, that's so. what I'm saying. Like, he has no other options, and you might as well stick it out. I, I don't know if he's going to be starting next year or not. Um, as, I mean, as far as right now, he probably will be, depending on how Demetrius Davis does in uh, spring camp and how um, the other guy, I think Holder is his name, coming from Georgia, um, comes in as well. So, you know... It would it makes zero it makes zero sense. Where are you gonna go? Yeah, and you've already been here at Auburn for three plus years. Yeah, I mean, stick it out. Auburn's <laughs> Auburn's been your home for yeah. I mean, Auburn was your home for your dad. It's been like this for years, so it doesn't make any sense. Well, um, that wraps up all the news outside of one last part that I'm sure all Alabama fans are aware of by now. Uh, John Mechie, who went off on the field injured last night, he actually ended up having an ACL injury. And it's confirmed he is out for the year. So he will not be with the Tide during the playoffs. Um, which, that's a pretty big deal. Uh, pretty but big, yeah. They, you know, they did okay mostly without him last night. So we'll see how they fare without Mechie. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing I'll say, let's see, when he got hurt, they scored one more time to get to 24. And then in the second half, they only had one offensive touchdown. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you could... You know, I guess you could say it had an impact considering, you know, the second half wasn't as great as, I mean, Alabama got, you know, all their, basically it was the second quarter. They got 24 points second quarter. That's where all their <laughs> offense came from. So, um, yeah, I think it'll make, because if you're any logical person, any logical defensive-minded person, obviously you're going to put everything on Jameson Williams because now – you got to think about who Alabama has. Of course, they're going to have talent, but it's guys that haven't gotten the ball as much this year. Make somebody else beat you. Don't yeah. let James and Williams beat you. It's that simple now. Double right. team them if you need to. Don't let any let let Slade Bolden beat you. Uh, let you know whoever number seven is one of the young guys you have. Let him beat you. Don't let James and Williams beat you. It's that simple. But you know he's probably going to end up having two hundred yards or something because people. It's, uh, People don't know how to set up a good defensive defensive strategy, so, you know. Well, we're going to talk all about that and the SEC championship and the final rankings and all the bowls and the Heisman odds. But first, Justin, uh, we need to get into Twitter news. Twitter news! Playoffs? Let's talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. It really doesn't matter what you think. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. Okay, so um, the first one I got here is from at Bryant Denny underscore UA. Uh, fourth and Kirby is alive and well. <laughs> what did you think about uh, about Kirby's decision on fourth down there? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I understand the first one going for it just because at that point you're like, was my defense going to be able to hold up and stop anybody? Yeah. Um, I mean, I understand. I think the second one didn't make as much sense. Oh, was it fourth and nine? Yeah, something like that. Just go ahead and yeah. kick the field goal. 
but uh, points, I could yeah. I could understand on the first one, but it's yeah, it's the same crap from Kirby. I can't. I don't want to hear anybody say he's a top you know three coach right now just because he's starting Stinson Bennett at quarterback, <laughs> which you already know how he played against Alabama last season. He threw three interceptions. He threw two yesterday. I mean, he should have had three yesterday. He should have had two pick sixes. There was an opportunity for a pick six on the first drive. That oh, I think yeah. was Battle. Battle dropped it. It was, um, I believe. <laughs> so, and it, it makes zero. Because you, do you remember JT Daniels when he came in last season? He had a lot of success, correct? Yeah. They had good off. They were moving the ball well. He had more he was success going forever. than Stetson Bennett, who had three picks last year. So <laughs> Yeah, so. Well, I understand Stenson Bennett had been playing okay, but he hadn't played anybody. And you've got a talented quarterback on the bench. He's just standing there. I mean, he's just talking with Stenson Bennett like, man, you should have done this. should have done that. Put him well, in I've the game. A, I mean, it's, it was the same thing with Justin Fields. I've got a couple tweets here about that. So uh, this one comes from B. Walker, SEC. Kirby Smart has recruited multiple five stars at every single position, and he's going to go down letting a walk-on QB get killed in the a biggest walk game of the season. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got uh, JT Daniels was what a four star coming out of high school? <laughs> I mean, my gosh, it, it it I don't understand what this his one, thinking is behind it. This one comes from at Mark Ryan on air. If Georgia loses this game, which they end up doing, I officially declare Clemson fans never having to hear the word Clemsoning again. Georgia would be the new phrase to commemorate choking. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, which we talked about this at the beginning of season and throughout. This is one of Kirby's best opportunities to win because I mean it's still not you're, it's not an Alabama team like it was last year that was killing everybody. Yeah. Um. So if they can't do it this year. When are they going to? <laughs> when are they going to do it? I mean, maybe they'll have an opportunity to uh, avenge themselves in the championship game. I don't even. I don't, they don't have to worry about Michigan because Michigan's one of the hottest teams in the country right now. So, uh, <laughs> it. I don't know what else. He's got plenty of five stars. He had more five stars than Alabama out there. Um, you can recruit a great class, but if you can't, you can't win those big games. I don't know what else to say. It's just another John Harbaugh, but Harbaugh's already proven himself by beating Ohio State and winning the Big Ten. So, well, this one comes from at BZ SEC. Uh, cheers to the 2010 South Carolina Gamecocks, still the last SEC East team to beat Alabama. I did. I. I mean, I realized oh, it once yeah. I read it, but I did not realize that it had been 11 years since an yeah, SEC East I mean, team I'll, had beat them. Yeah, any SEC championship, of course, Alabama's been to. They haven't lost. Um, and yeah, that South Carolina game was the one on the road they lost in 2010. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and that just shows how. This shows Georgia's schedule, and the East is just so weak that they yeah. they're not facing anybody that's giving them any kind of challenge uh, throughout the season, especially Florida this year because Florida sucked. Um, that's really their only challenge every single season. This one comes from at Reddit CFB. We probably won't discuss this one too much now. We'll probably save it for when we talk about the rankings. But uh, Notre Dame has the number twenty fourth strength of schedule, where they're only lost to a CFP team. Georgia has the 49th strength of schedule where they're only lost to a CFP team. Uh, yeah. Of course, Notre Dame does not make it in. Georgia does into the playoffs. But uh, I think that is an interesting statistic. Uh, I don't know that yeah. Notre Dame's schedule is actually that much more difficult than Georgia's, though. No. Um, but I think it's still it, – the rankings still don't make any sense. Um, I know they didn't want to see a rematch already in the first round. But why would you leave an undefeated Cincinnati team who won their conference convincingly? Why not bump them up the third? Bump them up a spot. You got to drop Georgia yeah. down the four. Yeah, why not? Um, but whatever. They don't want to see a rematch. Well, if you didn't want to see a rematch, put Michigan at one then, because that's the reason they put the rankings how they are. They didn't want to see a rematch the first round. Well, Georgia, um, after the game, as all college teams do, they post after the game saying the game is over. They didn't post the score. But um, hmm. I did want to just go through very quickly and read some of these Georgia fans' responses because I found some of them quite funny. Uh, so this one comes from at uh, EXESIV4CE, so Excessive Forces. I don't know. Uh, wow, loyal fan of over 20 years, and I've finally given up. This will be the last <laughs> game I ever support this university. My family and I had a party tonight. 
and now we're embarrassed in front of company. That's in caps. My kids are crying because dad is crying. Enough is enough. I am done. <laughs> I wonder if that's a legit comment or just <laughs> I'm sure it's a joke, but he is a Georgia fan. Uh, this one comes from Chadwick Damien. Uh, Kirby owes this team an apology for starting Stetson Bennett. Yeah. Uh, this one comes from Real Brent Moyers. Hashtag fire Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> and this one comes from at smoked by solar 12. Um, I showed this to my therapist. She's finally letting me kill myself. <laughs> so it's a little, little, little too dark, but, uh, uh, yeah, Georgia fans weren't happy. Um, so they were, they, Oh, here's nah, one more. I don't, I don't blame them. Here's one more. This isn't about George. I thought I'd throw this in here. This is at Stan Smith TV. Replace the Dr. Pepper tuition toss with the Oklahoma drill and see who really wants that money. I think that'd oh, be great. Nice. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be great. See some bones breaking. <laughs> well, anyway, we need to um, talk about the SEC championship, uh, yeah. which there's not a ton to talk about. I don't think we're going to spend a ton of time on this game. Probably do more looking ahead. Uh, but just your initial reaction, uh, what what kind of was? Because we both didn't have much faith in Alabama this game. Honestly, we both thought that, especially when they're down ten zero, we thought, "Ooh, this isn't gonna look good for Alabama." I uh, ended up looking great for Alabama. <laughs> yeah, uh, we. I mean, we both said coming in that Alabama, we didn't really have much faith. Like you're saying, I thought Georgia would win. Majority of people thought Georgia was gonna win, but. I, now, anytime I'm going into a game, I'm going to look at Georgia's schedule. I'm going to look at seeing who they're playing, every, leading up to SC, if this you know happens again, more than likely it will. Um, and even if they have the same stats they did this year, I don't think I can pick them. Just because <laughs> I, I, I thought maybe finally something different because, like we said, the defense have been very dominant. Um you know, maybe there's a changing in Georgia sports. The Braves won the World Series. You know, Georgia football was finally going to get something done. But, no, it's just the same old crap. you got to let Bama whip you again. Same old thing. Um, I, I honestly think that Georgia was two scores from being out of the college football playoff. <laughs> I think if Alabama scores two more times, yeah, um, there's a legitimate well, hey, conversation. And I think this would have been very interesting, too, if, you know, Dagum Oklahoma State would have done their job. You would have had a very – Close. Yeah. I think they would have really debated it throughout the night. Do we put Oklahoma State, who just won the Big Twelve, over Georgia, who couldn't win their conference with one loss? Yeah. Um. I mean, Oklahoma State have been playing good. They beat Oklahoma. Um. But happy you know, Orchard now we, didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, we can't say that now. But I think that would have been a very interesting debate. But I'm also. I mean, I'll get into this later. I'll talk about the rankings. I'm surprised they didn't put Baylor up at six. They left Ohio State there. I'll get into that later. Yeah, well, and we'll talk about that. But they admit, they say, you know, five through ten, we move them around because we don't want rematches in the New Year's Six Bowls. So some of that can be moved around or what have you. But but I'll tell you. But, yeah, to continue with. No, go ahead. ahead. (laughs) No, 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 no. You go ahead, Justin. Oh, no, okay, okay. Yeah, thanks. No, but, you know. When we think Georgia's finally going to get the job done, you know, they don't. And um, like I said, I mean, I know Alabama fans are like, oh, you never doubt us. But, I mean, I don't blame people for doubting Alabama with how they had played the past, you know, few weeks against LSU and Arkansas. And then if Auburn doesn't pee themselves, that Auburn wins that game. So I, I, I don't blame people. And I, was just, I felt the same way. Um, yeah. And especially looking at, you know, what Georgia had done. So – but you know, it's just it's just gonna be the same stuff. You know, Georgia can't get the job done. I don't. Kirby's gonna make the same mistakes of he, he can't make an easy quarterback decision. You start J.T. Daniels, or you use Justin Fields better, who's was a five star athlete, transferred to Ohio State, and almost you know won a national championship for them. I'll so, tell you what surprised me about this game is how gassed Georgia's defense looked. Oh my! Just the yeah, whole second oh, half. I mean, yeah, they were me, all, hands on hips, could not breathe. Uh, and, I mean, when you throw it 70 times, that makes it hard, right? I mean, Bryce yeah. Young had 421 yards passing, 461 total yards offensive yeah. alone. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. – But they – I mean, already knew. there was plays that Jordan Davis wasn't even trying. He's just laying yeah, against was, the offensive linemen. <laughs> um, I, like we said, we knew the secondary. You know, they had some weak links to it. 
But, I mean, my gosh, they looked like idiots out there. It wasn't just the fact, it wasn't like athlete versus athlete, like they just lost there. It was busted coverages. They didn't know where they needed to be. Um, and they just looked foolish. And like you said about Jordan Davis, so I'll, after hearing all this stuff about him, you know, and how the seasons he's had, yeah, he looked like he looked like he'd never played a down in his life. He was huffing and puffing. I think there was one play that Alabama scored on in the second quarter that he just kind of stood up and was just kind of playing handsy with the offensive mm-hmm. lineman, just waiting for the yeah. play to be over. Like, and then Gary called him out line. on it. Gary zoomed in on it. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it was a guy that's, you know, been hyped up throughout the season who they've been talking more about than Will Anderson. Um, yeah, he did absolutely nothing. He looked so out of shape. And, it's, and like you said, the whole D-line did too. It was pathetic. Like they couldn't get any kind of pressure on Bryce Young. And this is a defense that has given up under 231 yards per game. They gave up 536 yeah, last night. I mean, they got just humiliated, uh, yeah. which is just so, – I mean, which, it's, because that's they, crazy. That part, that effort part is crazy to me. And I know you're tired that effort goes out the window. And I know that yeah. I know that a lot of times people overhype like, oh, well, this team's mad. They're an underdog. Uh, personally, from – Whenever I played football, and I know other people say the same thing, whenever there's an, an like an extrinsic mo- motivator, anything that's coming outside, that goes away in like three plays. You forget about it. You're oh, locked yeah. into the game. You're, you're focused. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I get that. But also, Alabama has owned Georgia for so long. You think the last thing they do is give up. And yeah, not all but, of them yeah, did, but, but some of them no. did. Yeah, I mean, because, yeah, with the whole underdog thing, a game is a roller coaster ride of who's going to have momentum at the time. Like you said, that just goes out the window because you're not thinking about that. You think about, we have momentum at the time, we're going to run with it. Um, but, yeah, I, I will say about the Georgia effort thing, it seems like this is a thing year in and year out, you know, once they get put in a position like this. like It's just a Georgia thing, I guess, to just go ahead and give up and not show much care. And, yeah, you could tell that on the defense. I mean, they played better in the second half. Um, but, yeah, I, you would have thought that you would look and see, you know, surprisingly what Auburn did on defense with their uh, pass rush, having seven or eight sacks. And I don't think they had one single sack yesterday. I don't think they had one. So, no wonder Bryce Young can throw for 400-plus yards because he's standing back there for five seconds. Well, after this game, Bryce Young is the heavy Heisman favorite. Um Sports betting dime has him as a uh, minus thirty five hundred uh, for his yeah. odds. The next one is plus sixteen hundred with Aiden Hutchinson at uh, the defensive end at Michigan. It's not even close. They're saying this could be one of the biggest landslides in Heisman voting history, which is crazy because a week ago we didn't know who it was going to be. But I mean, yeah, it uh, uh, is not a great. There's not a lot of great players this no. year. Um, I still kind of find it crazy, though, that he's going to have the biggest, um, the most votes or whatever, biggest gap, because, I mean, yeah, I mean, Joe Burrow, of course, had a better season, so, you know, um, but, I mean, you at least you should give some votes to, don't forget, I mean, you still had Kenny Pickett, he's had a good year, leading them to ACC championship, um, I still think Stroud had a good year, uh, Kenneth Walker, of course, had a good year, so. I mean, I don't think the gap is as big as the biggest voting gap ever. I think that's kind of that's a little much. But yeah, I mean, he's def. There's no doubt he's the Heisman winner, and he's been the most. Um, I would definitely say I know I've had some people complain about his consistency, but I think he's still been the most consistent throughout the season. It's gotten better. Um, he's very he's very good in the pocket. He can move around well, and he'll gonna he's gonna stay in the pocket for as long as he can because he's gonna be looking down the field. Because the first, in his mind, it's pa- it's pass first, run second. Um, but you saw him run more yesterday, and he ru- he runs the well good too when he has the opportunity. So, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I think he's been the most consistent. But I don't think it should be the biggest gap because there's still other guys there. But um, yeah, I don't know. Because even with Joe Burrow won it, I mean, who else was who was all finalists that season? Do you remember? Um, I can look it up real quickly. I'm, I'm trying to. I need to think. 2019 Heisman finalist. Yeah. Um, it was uh, Jalen uh, Hurts, Justin Fields, Chase Young. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, those, yeah, those some good play. I guess Chase Young took a good amount of those from him. Um, but, yeah, interesting. Anyway, uh, bef- 
that's all we really got time to talk about for that. We're already over at half an hour. But before we get yeah. into the final rankings in the bowls, Justin, would you like to treat us to some Night Needs to Know? Night Needs to Know. If I were with some of the stuff you've done before, I probably wouldn't be surprised. You wouldn't be surprised if I put ashes in cookies and fed them to you? Yeah, because it was someday for the SEC again. That, that might make sense then. I guess just back <laughs> Yeah, I, I would like to know how it makes sense. Now this is looking like a bad idea. Alright. Alright, so uh, of course, you know, Auburn's big thing right now, trying to find an OC, so I know we talked about Joe Brady. Um, any names you have in particular that you would like to see there? I know there's been a bunch of names going around. Um, as of right now, I can pull up some as you think of some names, but Anyone in particular you think would be a good fit? Yeah, I mean, it seems like there are some mass exits happening at Clemson. There, of course, Brett Venables, their defensive coordinator, is leaving. Um, their ath- uh, their athletic director is also leaving. Um, I believe oh, he's, I didn't know that. I think he's going to Miami. Um, and so that leaves um, Clemson's offensive coordinator, I guess, still there with Dabo, but there's already been talks that maybe he would bolt at the end of the year, go somewhere else. I think hmm. he'd be um, I think he'd be a very good hire for Auburn. I'm trying to yeah. remember what his name is, so not on the top of my head. I can pull it up really quickly. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, it is Tony Elliott. So I think Tony Elliott would oh, be Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be a That'd good be hire. A good hire. Um yeah. Now, that's probably not the first guy you're going after. But, you know, obviously you're going to want your, your Joe Brady's and uh, and big names like that. But uh, Tony Elliott's not a little name either. This He's done no. very well. He's been at Clemson for many years. Uh, started out, yeah. I think, as a, as a position coach, maybe running back or quarterback. I can't remember. But I think he took over as offensive coordinator maybe in 2020 or 2019. Um, yeah. So I think that'd be pretty good, uh, especially since it seems like Clemson's kind of going through some changes. He might be willing to leave. I don't know. Move on. Yeah. Yeah. So some names that have been you know floating around as possibilities you know, that I've come across. You've got a uh, Dale McGee, uh, who's at Georgia. He's the running back coach, and he played at Auburn. Um, I think he that the risk there is he's never been coordinator, but the pro is that dude can recruit so much he can recruit a lot of guys from Georgia um, I think that would play a huge factor which the way I'm leaning is if I if we can get somebody that can recruit well especially in you know Georgia Florida Mississippi Alabama around here that would be huge so someone with that kind of background that's big yeah um, you've got um, Jeff Grimes he was the O-line coach when they won the uh, national championship I think he's at Baylor right now uh, Zach Hill He's at Arizona State. He's their OC. Uh, Zach Kitley, which this would be an interesting one. He's the he's Western Kentucky's OC, and they've got the number two in total offense, you know, in the country this season. And he's thirty. He would be a young and upcoming kind of guy. Um, so that's the guys I've kind of heard of so far. And of course, now Joe Brady would be somebody you want to throw in the mix now. Yeah. So you know, there's a lot of good talent to choose from. Um, I think Grimes, or I mean. Um, Dale McGee would be pretty cool. Someone who you know who's played there, been in Auburn. He's got a you know a lot of good recruiting background. So, but I don't. I haven't really heard you know who they're leaning towards. This is just a bunch of names that are out there. As of right well, there now. was there was a report that came out two days ago by Saturday Down South that claims that um, a source said that, um, or I believe it actually came from AL.com, uh, said that they're they're down to three targets. This was of course before Joe Brady became available, but. It was either, like you said, Zach Hill at Arizona State, uh, Zach Kitley at Western Kentucky, like you said, and the other one was yeah. Texas A&M's wide receiver coach, Damien hmm. Craig. Or Damian oh, yeah, Damien Craig. Craig. Yeah, he, he played at Auburn, too. Yep. Okay, so. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, it's always good to get Auburn background because we've already got, uh, you got Cadillac and um, uh, Zach Etheridge, you know, who are coordinators or uh, position coaches right now. Um, that played at Auburn. So I think it's always good to have that in your program. And I like that Harson has done that and maybe still trying to do it. So Damian Craig, of course, is a risk because I don't think he's been an OC anywhere. Because um, at least with the other two guys, they've been an OC and they've been somewhat successful. Of course, you know, Western Kentucky, he's you don't know yet because they play 
in, in Conference USA, so it's different, you know, level of talent there. So, but I think any three of those guys, you know, I don't know. I think Arizona State would be my in third, but you know, Damian Craig or um, the Kitley guy from Western Kentucky, I think those would be two good hires. Okay. Well, do you have any other questions, or will that wrap it up for this night needs to know? I think that was pretty good, yeah, because I think I'd really just had that one, and that was a good discussion on it. So that's okay. my question for the week, my friend. Well, thank you very much, Justin. Well, let's move on then to the final college football playoff rankings. Of course, they do not do another ranking after um, all the bowl games. This is it as far as the college football rankings. We'll still get a new AP poll at the end of everything. But um, just quickly going through some of these, we, of course, have Alabama, Michigan, Georgia, Cincinnati at our top four. Uh, Georgia dropping two spots. Alabama jumping two spots. Um, behind them, right at five, right outside knocking on the door, we have Notre Dame um, and then Ohio State at six. I was surprised Ohio State stayed above Baylor. It was at seven. Um, yeah, that didn't, that didn't make much sense, especially with Baylor coming off winning their conference. Um, I mean, you would think they would just put Baylor at six, but, you know. It, it doesn't matter, but you know, it, it would it would have made sense to put them there at number six. Yeah, uh, Ole Miss cracked the top ten, number eight. They finished ten and two, of course. Um, great second year for Lane Kiffin. To oh yeah, end in the top ten, um, and then some other SEC teams we had that finished in the top twenty-five was um, Arkansas at twenty-one, Kentucky at twenty-two, Texas A&M at twenty-five. Um, and then future team, Oklahoma, at 16. Uh, not in the SEC yet, of course, but planning on it. Um, so let's talk about some of these bowl games. Of course, with our top six, they will be uh, in our um, New Year's Six Bowls as well as a few others. But in the Cotton Bowl, we'll have Alabama versus Cincinnati. Alabama opens as a 12.5-point favorite, two, basically a two-touchdown uh, favorite. Uh, do you think that's fair? I mean, Cincinnati's got good DBs, um, and Alabama, of course, that's um, their strong suit is the passing game. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think it's a good starting point just because, um, just you know, conference Cincinnati's been in. There's not much to say, you know. I mean, they did beat Notre Dame, but you know, Notre Dame's been one of those teams. They struggled with some low-level teams throughout the season. Um, I think it's a good starting point. But, uh, yeah, I think I like Cincinnati's defensive scheme. They go with the 3-3-5, three, three, so three D-linemen, three linebackers, and five in the secondary, um, which I think will be good with a team like Alabama that is more pass-heavy now. And so, yeah, we've I think I've told you about a couple of guys. They've got one guy. He's only given up. I don't even know. It was a crazy stat. I'll have to look for it. But he's, he's a solid DB. There's, you're not going to get much thrown over to his side. Um, but once again, you know, it's, it's really going to come down to, can you set up a great, are you going to be able to have a good pass rush? Because are you going to be able to get a good rush with three guys up front? You're going to have to send some different blitz packages, anything to kind of just get Bryce Young uncomfortable, because I don't care how good your secondary is. If you're standing back there forever, someone's going to get open. Yeah. So, and if you don't have some real playmakers up there, a three man front, uh, typically doesn't, you know, maybe always get you the pass rush that you're wanting. Um, no. Now, against Alabama's offensive line, who looked very solid last week. Don't know how <laughs> who's going to show up uh, in the first yeah. round on uh, New Year's Eve. But, yeah. you know, that right side of the line, maybe if you have your best defensive end over there, they can get some pressure. But, yeah, I think it's going to be hard to keep Alabama honest with a run with a 3-3-5. Well, and, I mean, what A&M and Auburn did successful is they just had different stunts. They yeah. were – the D linemen were doing different stunts throughout the game where you had different linebackers coming up on blitz packages or sometimes even the corners or safeties. So it's got to be anything to just kind of confuse the O-line because as you as we saw in the A&M and Auburn game, a lot of times they looked confused. They didn't know who to block, and so the guys would come in on a free rush. So you're gonna have to. There's gonna have to be some creative blitz packages in this game. You can't. You can't send three guys every down. And well, and also having three guys right there too. I think if I'm Alabama, I'm gonna be trying to run the ball. I'm gonna be oh, running yeah. heavy. Because yeah, yeah. more than likely, they're not, Cincinnati's not gonna be stacking the box. They're yeah. gonna be more spread out. And so if I'm Alabama, that's what I'm focusing on to start the game. Just see how good the run game's gonna be, and then I would just lean on that if it's working. 
Well, right now, and we're allowed to change our picks as we get closer, but as of right now, if you had to say what you say, Alabama or Cincinnati wins this game. I mean, obviously Alabama. Of course, you know, on the inside, I'm going to be crossing my fingers and hoping, you know, Cincinnati wins by a miracle. But, yeah, I mean, the problem is is that you got to look at the talent, you know, the teams they've played. I know it, this isn't like – this is the thing about college football. Talent-wise, is going to show – by the conference you're in. Now, if this was basketball, this is a completely different thing because you see all kinds of upsets and stuff in basketball because anything crazy happens in a basketball game. But football is completely different. When you have a team from the SEC and then someone from a non-Power 5 hadn't been in the playoff, um, you know they've had a pretty easy schedule. How are they going to fare up? I don't know. Um, I think they could play it close. But it all depends. It's going to come back to Cincinnati's offense as well, which they have a talented quarterback. They have a very talented running back who played at Al- who was at Alabama. I don't know if he really saw the field, of course, because he transferred. Um, they've got good size wide receivers. You know, good wide receivers. Um, I think if they can if they can somehow get the run game going, maybe by a long shot they could somewhat have a chance. But yeah, I would say um, Alabama would probably win. If I had to say a score, I'd probably say like 31-14 or something, 31-17. Yeah, I, th- I think um, I think maybe Alabama scores late, makes it look a little better. Um, but you don't know. If, if the team that played last night shows up, then they may win by 100. It's hard to tell, so uh, yeah, we'll I see mean, that's the thing. on the day. Al- yeah, I mean, we've talked about this too. I mean, Alabama's been kind of inconsistent throughout the year you know it just depends and what kind of bill o'brien are you going to get is he going to call a good game or is it going to be a lousy called game like we've seen sometimes with him throughout the season well Um, the the other playoff game we got we've got the orange bowl featuring michigan and georgia this is one i'm more interested in just as a football fan so uh georgia's eight point favorite i think that might be a little high that's a little high yeah. yeah Maybe more like a four or five point favorite. I would probably feel comfortable yeah. at, but I do, I do think I'd favor Georgia. Um, we're not going to talk a ton about this game because we'll probably break these down more in the coming weeks, yeah. and we're running short on time. But just uh, we'll just say this as of right now: Who would you pick? Um, I'm honestly going to go Michigan just because really? of the momentum they've had, and um, with them beating Ohio State and finally getting a Big Ten championship. I mean, those two big things happening back to back. I think. There's a lot of confidence coming from the program right now. And I know they think they can definitely win the national championship, not only this game, but the national championship. Yeah, so, and I think they could if they come out and play. I mean, they, they're on the rise. They're trending upward while Georgia, oh, yeah. uh, maybe not so much after last but week. But it, it'll just come down to this. I'll say this one thing real quickly. It's going to be Cade uh, McInerney. I don't know how to say his last name. But Michigan's quarterback. How does he play? Because yeah. if he plays like Stinson Bennett, they have no chance. Um, so, but now if they can get a run game going, he ain't going to have to do anything, but it, it's still going to come down to how he plays right now. I'm going to take Georgia just cause I think they're so angry. They're going to come out ready to prove something, but, uh, I could very well change that by the time we get around to it. Uh, yeah. the next one we got, let's go through some of the new year six balls and then we'll just go over the sec balls really quickly on these because we're running a short on time. I'm just going to say it, say the favorite, and then let's pick as of right now who we think will get it. So we have the All-State Sugar Bowl. We have Baylor versus Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a two-and-a-half point favorite. Who you got? I like Ole Miss. I do, too. I'm going to go with Ole Miss. Yeah. Uh, Rose Bowl, we got Ohio State versus Utah, who thumped Oregon twice now. Um, Ohio State is an eight-point favorite. Do you think Ohio State will pull it off, or do you think Utah is more excited for this game? Yeah, Ohio State's they're going to win. I think they're pretty pissed off seeing Michigan make it into the playoff i think they're gonna be ready to play yeah i think i think that might be the case uh i wouldn't be surprised if utah did just because they're probably more excited to be there never been to the rose bowl yeah so um we'll see i'd probably pick right now ohio state as well playstation fiesta bowl we've got notre dame versus oklahoma state notre dame is a two-point favorite i don't know about this i'm gonna say oklahoma state because i feel like ah no I don't know. No, I, I don't got? know. Oklahoma State coming off that loss. They're they, upset. They could care yeah, the less. season's over. They care less. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to say Notre Dame because they want to play well for the new coach. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to go Notre Dame. They want to win for that new guy. Uh, Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Michigan State versus Pitt. Pitt is a five-point favorite. I like Michigan mm-hmm. State in this one. Uh, Gosh, this is another tough one. I'm going to go, as of right now, I'm going to say Pitt 
just because um, I think they're going to be more excited to be there as well. But I, I like Pitt's offense better than Michigan State's. Uh, we got the Texas Bowl. This is Kansas State versus LSU. LSU is half a point favorite. Mm. You say they're playing Kansas State? Yes. Oh man, I don't no know. If, o, I, I don't know if Kansas Brian Kelly State. will coach this game either. I imagine he will all the way in January. Oh, that's gonna be so weird. Um, I'm gonna say Kansas State. Um, I'll uh, yeah, I'll just say LSU. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, we got the Verbo Citrus Bowl. This is Iowa versus Kentucky. Kentucky's a two-point favorite. Oh gosh, I don't know about this one either. Um, I think Kentucky just because of how they looked against Louisville last game of the season. Yeah, and Kentucky's one of those teams that's excited to go to a bowl game. So I'm gonna, I'll, I'll go with Kentucky. Yep. Uh, the Outback Bowl, Penn State versus Arkansas. Arkansas's one and a half point favorites. I'm going Arkansas. I just, I, well, I think I'm just hoping. I want them to win. <laughs> uh, I I think Arkansas, yeah, because they've um, like I said, there's been times they've looked pretty good, and I feel like if the offense comes out and plays well, I think they'll win. We got the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. This is in Jacksonville, Florida, of course. We have Wake Forest versus Texas A&M. A&M is a six point favorite. Yeah, I'm definitely going A&M on this one. Yeah, the way Wake Forest look, especially defensive wise, I mean they've been poor all season. I'm going A&M. Poor Tennessee is back in the Music City Bowl once again versus Purdue. They mm-hmm. are. Tennessee's a four-point favorite, uh, I guess, Ooh. Tennessee. I don't know. <laughs> I, I like, you know what? Um, I mean, Tennessee has been good. I, I think, you know, Tennessee, the first, um, whatever his name is, coach is, uh, what's his name? Yeah. Heupel or whatever? Yeah. At Tennessee. Josh Heupel. Um, he's, he's got the most wins as a first-year head coach. He's, you know, he's had a successful season. But, um I'm going to say Purdue as of now, just because I think they want redemption. You remember last time there in the Music City Bowl, they got thumped by Auburn. Yeah. So I think they want a little bit of redemption. We got the Dukes Mayo Bowl, North Carolina versus South Carolina. I'm taking North Carolina all day. Oh yeah, South Carolina. <laughs> I, well, I can't say anything because we lost to them, but they still they're still not very good. Yeah, I'm going North Carolina. Uh, we've got. Let's see. Let me find the next SEC one. Okay, we got the Autos on Liberty Bowl. This is in Memphis. We got Texas Tech versus Mississippi State. Mississippi State is an eight-point favorite, and I like them also. I think mm. that just that yep. offense is starting to has started to mess the last few weeks. Yeah, I know it was disappointing versus Ole Miss, but um, I think Will Wad- Real Rogers will have a good day. He's been good all year, so I think they'll win. All right, here's one that we haven't got to talk about yet. This one we might take a couple minutes on the Birmingham Bowl. Auburn is playing hey. Houston. He has 11 yeah. wins on this season. Auburn is the three-point favorite, but I can't imagine that the Tigers are excited to play in Birmingham. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I guess um, it'll basically be a home game for them, so that'll help yeah. they'll have the crowd. Hey, I, hey, me and Nick might be there. Yeah, we'll, I think we, we'll be, you know uh, what we should do? We should go and we should record that week's episode during the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somehow do that. Um, yeah, it's... I think it'll be a pretty good game. Um, Who's more disappointed to be there, Auburn or Houston? I think both teams are pretty disappointed. I mean, if I'm Houston, <laughs> I just come off a 11 win season. Yeah. Um, I, I had a chance to win my conference, and I, you know, I play decent, not terrible. Um, I would have expected a much better bowl for Houston. Um, so yeah, I don't know how much they'll want to be there. Of course, yeah, if you're Auburn, you don't want to be in the Birmingham Bowl. Nobody wants to be there. Yeah. Um, so it's another one of those games where it's just going to be like uh, who, whoever's playing, who wants it more, I guess. I don't know. We're getting um, some merch though, I, aren't we? Well, oh yeah, I'm getting me something. <laughs> now, if we lose, I don't think I want to get anything. <laughs> um, that would be embarrassing. Now, that I'm would be more funny, though, if you got it and they lost. Yeah. Um, I, even if we win, I'm not wearing this stuff out in public. I'm just going <laughs> to sleep in it or something. Would but, you have um, rather have been in the Duke's Mayo Bowl? Because that was basically the two options. Yeah, I was hoping to be in the Duke's Mayo because we hadn't been in the Duke's Mayo Bowl, but whatever. They're going to pick this the Carolina teams. Duke's Mayo Bowl. Uh, has I mean, you would you problem. would you would think they would choose teams from different parts of the country, not your two teams that are right there next to each other. Whatever, whatever. they can get the sales tickets. Yeah. Duke's Mayo Bowl um, has the best. They have the crystal ball like the BCS used to. They got the best trophy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would have been cool to been in that bowl, but in the Birmingham Bowl, we'll be playing in UAB's new stadium. Um, I'll say Auburn for right now, I'm, but 
once it gets closer, I'll be looking to see who's playing, who's sitting out. Obviously, who's going to be a quarterback? I'm guessing Finley. Um, so it could go either way. We've which got the Gasparilla sucks. Bowl. I mean, this is Florida yeah. versus UCF. Florida's a five-and-a-half-point mm. favorite. I don't know if oh, no, Billy UCF's Napier will be coaching game. or not. Uh, I think UCF will win. I do, too. I think UCF will win that one. Uh, we have the Armed Forces Bowl. Army is playing Missouri. Army's a point-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, yeah, Army usually they usually show up in any time they're in a military bowl, so I think uh, Army will probably win. Yeah, yeah. I might change my decision depending on how they play against Navy this coming weekend. But, um, yeah, Army should win. Missouri's been pretty weak throughout the year, so I'll say Army. Um, and then we – I think that's all of them. Yeah, that's yeah. every SEC bowl. So, good. Uh, so, really quickly, we need to do mismanagers. And now it is time for mismanagers. The headline of this article by Mashable is, Oh no, construction workers find a bunch of teeth inside a wall. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's horrifying. Wait, what? Student says she gave cookies containing grandfather's ashes to classmates. Why would you <laughs> ever tell someone that? Angry Seal helps Australian police bust drug smuggling ring. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so I'm going to go through these very fast. And, um, look, I'm not proud of these stories. These aren't the best stories. They're pretty gross, some of them. But uh, we'll start out, we'll ease into it with this one. Uh, and most of these I'm just going to read the headline because we don't have time. Uh, Beaverton police take hamster into protective custody after owner is accused of DUI. <laughs> so they take a hamster into protective custody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which um, they wouldn't do this for a human being, but they'll do this for a hamster. <laughs> the hamster was on her lap when she got pulled over. That's the story. So they had to take it. Take it to protect oh, the uh, The next. I've never, I've never heard that before. The next one, this comes from iHeartRadio.com. <sighs> I don't even want to read this. Uh, Nanny caught drinking boss's breast milk. Tells her not to be so stingy. <laughs> Do I need to read the? I don't think I need to read anything else. I think, you think no, we get I think it. that makes that makes was, that makes good sense. She's stealing. She was stealing breast milk. She got caught and she doubled down and said, "Well, you know, you shouldn't be so stingy." <laughs> okay, and this is. Okay, this comes from FM ninety nine. Doctor in India accidentally stitched her anus closed. Oh, no, stitch their own butt closed? <laughs> yeah. How yeah. does that happen? How do you even do that? <laughs> I don't know. Accidentally. How do you do accidentally? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. That wraps up Miss Managers for this Oh, week. That, that was it? You got you to gotta, you gotta <laughs> explain what the accident was. You can't just accidentally uh, sew up your butthole. There's okay, no way. fine. Uh... Um, let me let me find the. I just copied the headline. Let me find the article really fast. Uh, oh, here it is. Some, okay, must, this is from okay, the New York Post. Um, mm. Oh no, I clicked on the breast milk one again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Justin. I can't find it. It just it. it... Oh my gosh! <laughs> Great. If it helps, I can tell you that she was sixty-two years old. So. That's still not an excuse. How does that even happen? <laughs> Here, let me copy and paste the headline. We're going to run oh, over because of this. Run over an hour. That's fine. This uh, is very important. Okay. I think I've... No, I don't have it. What did you just make up this title? You're throwing up random <laughs> news titles in here? It's not even real. <laughs> Maybe it's not real. I don't know. I found it on... Um, fm99.com and they theirs doesn't give the entire story it just gives no uh wait no you can listen to their podcast they talk about it go do that does oh, we don't have time, gosh. <laughs> have time. Okay, uh, we do have emails for the week yes we have we have one email for the week this is from marcus uh the email hey, says marcus. i have a question for justin so justin this one's for you oh hey uh, what would it take for you to lose complete confidence in Auburn and to publicly stop being a fan? 
Is it possible? Mm. And if you ever did, who would be your new team? Thanks for the show, Marcus. Oh. Um, thank you, Marcus, for the question. This, this is a very good question because I've honestly never really thought about this because, you know, I think my whole life I'm going to be Auburn fan. Some would but... say it's a disrespectful question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, since your team sucks, what is it going to take for you to lose that team? Um, no, it's a good it's a good question to think about because a lot of people don't ever think about this, but I think it would have to be some kind of terrible scandal that happened throughout the program. Um like something bad like Penn State with the Patino thing and everything. Yeah, um, I don't know how it, it, people, it, it, I don't know how fans came back after that. I don't, I don't know either because that that's that's I wouldn't have wore the shirt what happened. Yeah. No. Um it'd have to be something pretty bad some kind of scandal like that or some kind of terrible cheating scandal or you know just something that's not right and it, ha- it tears the whole program apart something like that because um, even if we go 0 and 12 multiple seasons I'd, I would still be an Auburn fan I'm not gonna let that steer me away it'd have to be some kind of scandal that happens that I'm like I, there's no way I can support this team morally because it doesn't make any sense um, and then to pick up a new team Oh gosh, you know I haven't really thought about. Would you go out of the SEC? I've yeah, I would go out of the SEC. I think it would be. Um, I've always you know I've always liked Oklahoma State. I, I always like Mike Gundy. I like their program. So either maybe Oklahoma State or um, let's see, maybe somebody out of uh, the ACC. Maybe like um, ah, gosh, this would be tough. I'm trying to think of somebody that. Would you go with like you know, that's a, not successful now? I think but, you you know. Would you go smaller? Or would you go bigger? Uh, probably. You know, I always consider Oklahoma State and Auburn. I mean, those are probably pretty even programs, tradition wise. Um, so probably around the same. I I wouldn't go bigger. I'd want to go smaller because I feel like if I'm going bigger, I'm just jumping on the bandwagon for somebody. Um, so I would definitely go smaller. So, gosh, what's another team that I've always enjoyed watching this hard so on the spot what about like a minnesota or what about like a no i've never really liked minnesota especially since they beat us in a bowl game i haven't really liked minnesota um yeah so what about a cincinnati uh, is that too bandwagon it's too bandwagon yeah especially now um gosh who's another team that i'm thinking of that i would pull for Gosh. Uh, okay, SMU. I've always liked SMU as well okay. out of the American Athletic Conference. Yeah, that's yeah. not a bandwagon. Uh, and then, <laughs> no. Um, and hey, Rhett Lashley, I know he's a new coach. He was OC at Auburn and recently Miami. He's the new coach at SMU as well. So I think that's a great hire because he was also SMU's OC when they were having great offensive uh, seasons. He was there. Um, I think that's a great hire for SMU. So yeah, that would, I'd pick up either SMU or. Um, Oklahoma State, one of those two. All right. Well, thank you for the question, Marcus. So, hey, Marcus. Yeah, great question. Yeah. yeah. If you'd like to reach the show, you can email us at gamemanagerspod at gmail.com. You can also find us at TGMPod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Justin, you want to take us home the rest of the way? All right. Hey, thank you all for listening. I know Nick said, you know, check us out on those links. Um, I think the website, is it... Can I say anything about the website and how we look yeah, in there? Yeah, it's, it's, it should be ready. It should be ready. Okay, hey, website is looking great. If you want easy <laughs> access to the podcast, go to the website, check it out. There's still good articles up there. Nick's written some articles. Check those out. It's thegamemanagers.com. Um, it's in the, in the bio. Yep, the, ga- yep, thegamemanagers.com. And then, of course, merch. Mm-mm-mm. Get you some nice T-shirts. Give us your money. Hey, we will. Yeah, give us your money. Give us all of your money because no, 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 no. why are we doing this? We don't know. We're doing this for free. Um, but li- no, seriously, listen to our other, they do have great. Listen to our other podcasts. Uh, rank. Yeah, check out the ranked. sports. Yep, uh, we just did eighteen sixty nine. Correct. Yes, that's right. Good memory. Yeah, so um, I guess if you're into the more history of things like that, check it out. But if you're looking for something like so exciting. Don't check out that one. Check out a different one. Okay, it's a real boring drag. You. You'll hate it, but give it yeah. a listen anyway. But it, but but yeah, if you love the history of some sports or anything, check it out. Um, but yeah, thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll be coming back with another rank this coming week. Of course, we'll have another episode of the game managers. You know, going into detail about the big bowl games coming up. Maybe breaking down. You know, what could Cincy do? Uh, what can Michigan do since they're the underdogs to win? Um, 
but yeah, I hope you'll have a great week. I know, hey, Auburn fans out there, personal level, I know you're like me. You're hurt. You're broken. Mm. You're, it's a miserable life. Mm. You're in the Birmingham Bowl again. Hasn't even been 10 years since the last Birmingham <laughs> Bowl. We're back in it again, okay? And that's where we live. It's okay. We're going to make it through. Auburn's one of those teams. We're going to have a good season at some point, and then we'll have some lulls. Then mm. we'll have another good season at some point. Yeah. It's just that's just how it's going to be. It's not mm. going to be a dominant go to the playoffs every single year. We just gotta pick and choose which year we want to be or, good at, or maybe and, maybe ever even. Oh yeah, man. yeah. We may never make. We probably won't ever make the playoff. Even with twelve teams, we probably wouldn't make the playoff. So, um, but it, the time will come. I I do believe in Harson. I know I've said my concerns about you know blowing games at the end, but I think if he can get the recruiting class to a certain point, we're gonna we can get top twenty by the end of the recruiting uh, season. I feel pretty good. Um, he's the right guy for the job. Let's get a good OC in there. Hey, stay the course. Mm. Don't lo- don't leave now. Don't, don't leave. Start throwing it because hey, don't leave Marcus. Some Auburn fan- <laughs> we know how some Auburn fans can be. Y'all like to jump ship a little earlier. Start you know ragging on a new coach already. Look, mm. it's first season. Let's calm down. Calm, okay. calm down. Hey. Calm, yeah, calm down. Bring it down. Calm your little butt down. Yeah. This isn't Alabama. This isn't Nick Mm-mm. Saban. Calm no. down. Calm it. Okay? Okay. It's a little different. Let's not okay. compare. You're talking to I'm me, sorry. right? Just say, hey. yeah, I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm calm. I'm calm. Hey, heart to heart, Auburn fans. Look, we're going to get through it. Mm-hmm. But I am pissed, too. I got to see the same crap every single season. Justin, this is going on too long. Wrap it up. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Hey. Love y'all. And I, I do, I guess, love you too, Alabama fans. Mm, um, that's nice. Where are you going anyways? Goodbye, everyone. Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut! Hut! Hike! Thank you for listening to the Game Managers Podcast. Please remember to like and subscribe. Goodbye. Adios. And sayonara. Sayonara.